From Thrivalist, this is the Sober Not Sorry podcast with your host, Lucy Quick. As the leading destination to change your relationship with alcohol in an empowered way, Thrivalist will help you free yourself from the alcohol trap and create a life so wondrous you won't want to escape from it anymore. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad you've tuned in. Today, I'm kicking off with a new live coaching segment. So my aim for this segment, which I'll run every few weeks, is to help answer some of the questions you may have about alcohol or navigating sobriety and provide some practical tools and strategies that you can use in your own life. Please note that some of the names I've used are aliases to maintain privacy. This podcast aims to provide knowledge, motivation, and encouragement as you navigate your path towards sobriety or personal growth. I am not a medical expert or psychologist, and I do not provide professional health or medical recommendations. If you are facing challenges with your mental health, please seek help from a qualified medical professional. If you've ever worked with me or Thrivalist, you will know how obsessed I am with self-care and the important role that self-care plays in maintaining our long-term sobriety. And that's why I'm so excited to be running our first ever in-person retreat for Sober Curious Women this November the 23rd to the 26th. It'll be held in Trentham, which is in Victoria's beautiful spa region. This is going to be a five-star, really luxurious, beautiful experience, and it's going to be tailored just for us. The busy women who are in desperate need of a bit of a rest, a rejuvenation, time to connect in with ourselves and to also connect with like-minded women. So there's only a few spaces left. If this retreat is sounding like you, please check out the show notes and I have included the link directly to the website where you can book in or you can send me an email, of course, info at thrivalistsobriety.com with any questions. Now on to the episode. Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for being here with me today. How can I support you? Oh, thanks, Lucy. Yeah, I've been feeling some strange feelings about drinking lately and you know, being with Thrivalist and being sober now for 10 months, I'm really proud of that. And I'm at the start, you know how difficult I found it and can't believe I'm actually here. But there's these strange thoughts creeping in that I am almost disappointed I'm having. But yeah, I figure it's best to talk to you about it and try and see what you think and get some support from you and just tell the truth, really. So I'm doing really well with changing the habit of drinking at home, which I was doing a lot in the last few years. But I'm still feeling sometimes if we go out or if I'm traveling particularly, like it feels like a treat and a reward and I deserve it. And, you know, I've done really well in 10 months, which is strange because I don't want it really logically. And I understand alcohol is a toxin and I don't want it in my body, but it's that reward thing that's creeping in or you know a celebration type drink that you feel like you deserve is creeping in all right amazing okay so what I'm hearing is you've got 10 months of sobriety and huge congratulations I'm so proud of you I know all the work you've done on yourself to get to this place Rachel you should be so proud of yourself however 10 months down the track you're noticing that like we say in at Thrivalist quite a lot you're looking back with rose-colored glasses 
which essentially means that you're struggling with a psychological phenomenon called fading effect bias, which I know you've heard of. And essentially it's looking back in the past and your brain actually has the ability to make the negative emotions associated with memories fade a lot faster than the positive ones, which means that you're looking back on your drinking and these experiences with alcohol through a different lens to what they really were. And it's actually really common and really normal, especially for where you're at. So I want you to firstly know that this is actually a normal part of the process. And I remember this for myself as well. And so the first thing to remind you of is it's really important to go back and think about what those negative emotions or those negative experiences of drinking actually brought to your life. So rather than pretending drinking on a holiday or what was the other the other one traveling you said too was it traveling yeah. um yeah or going out you know when you're having a dinner out or something and it's a nice occasion so at okay. home it doesn't seem hard but yeah that whole being out and celebrating or and often I would at the start as long as I had an alcohol-free drink I felt okay mm-hmm. and that was fine but it's almost slipping like oh we'll just have one which I haven't felt before really Okay. So there's a couple of things here that I want to touch on. Firstly, if you are having these feelings of just have one, this makes me feel like there's some deeper work that maybe isn't being done under the surface to get you to a place of just feeling your absolute best, your most vibrant, healthy, happiest version in sobriety. And so that's the first part. And then the second part is you still have these associations in your brain that alcohol equal fun or alcohol and traveling, alcohol equals a happy holiday. And so I really want you to start to think about those associations as firstly, they're complete bullshit. (laughs) As I know, you know, they're not true. Yeah. And I've done a holiday in the past without alcohol and really enjoyed it. And Mm. yeah, but I think exactly what you're saying, the bad stuff I've forgotten really easily. And then the, Mm. the good associations, which I think are good, but really they were probably crap are there like yeah we went on a skiing holiday a few months ago and I didn't drink but I was tempted just in that whole beautiful sitting in the lovely warm villa with the fire and red wine because that was just a memory from when I was younger of you know my first holiday with a beautiful fire and and having red wine but I know when I would have felt crap the next day and yeah, at one point I was like, why would people drink on a ski holiday? Because it's hard work and you've got to get up early on the, on the, in the snow. Yeah. And so with fading effect bias and looking back with rose-coloured glasses on our life with alcohol in it, it's really important that you straight away cut through the bullshit and realise that what you're fantasising about is actually not reality. This was not your life. Your life wasn't a couple of reds around a fire on a holiday. Your life with alcohol was, you know, someone who suffered with anxiety and all of the other negative ramifications that came from your drinking. And yes, you might have a couple of glasses while you're around a fire, but actually it was so much more than that. And so the fact that your brain's latching on to those little memories is simply the fact that those associations haven't been fully disconnected yet. And so the first, yeah, so the first place to start is to pull out your yuck book And for the listeners, a yuck book is essentially a secret diary that we hide from everyone and it's part of the Thrivalist course. But we write down all of the things that we 
disliked about alcohol, all of the reasons why we wanted to stop, all of the things we did when we drank that we hated, the way that it made us feel. And we put it in a place, in a book, we call it the yuck book. And that essentially becomes our motivation for smashing through those romanticizing thoughts or that fading effect bias or getting rid of those rose-colored glasses. And so I would be making a regular practice out of revisiting your yuck book almost every day for a couple of minutes, even just flicking through it. So that's going to be the first step to disconnecting that association and reminding yourself and your subconscious that alcohol wasn't these lovely things that your brain is pretending it is. It was all of this other crap that comes along with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe I've forgotten the hangovers because that was the worst bit. That was the big yuck and the anxiety. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing to think your brain forgets that so quickly. But that, yeah, that's it's so powerful. It feels like I have forgotten the bad stuff. And like I said, this is a normal part of the process. And I think what I'm really feeling and, and picking up from you, Rachel, at the moment is this first point that I made before. Like, why are you craving alcohol? What's going on under the surface that's not being fully resolved? Because so when we have the mask and the numbing aid of alcohol, we've got this thing to, to, to numb our emotions. We've got this thing to lean on when times are stressful. And when that mask goes, life can feel quite raw. And any residual stress that we have lying around can again lead to feelings of wanting to drink alcohol. And so I'm just wondering, do you know yeah. if there are any other root causes or things that are going on in your life that are not being resolved, any of the reasons for why you drank to begin with that need to be resolved or healed. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting you say that because I suppose that's the point that I'm sort of at is that I used alcohol to numb and yeah, those feelings are coming up now and I'm actually doing a fair bit of work on myself and it's hard. And I suppose working on yourself and not feeling selfish when you're a mom and you're busy and all that sort of stuff and keeping at it work. I want to work on myself because I absolutely realized that since I've stopped drinking, I don't think I would have realized it if I had have kept drinking because the drinking was numbing the work that I needed to do or numbing the realization that I needed to do the work. So yeah, I'm really getting into that and it's hard and it's raw and it, brings up a lot of stuff from the past and it's time consuming and it's it's emotional. So I suppose I'm feeling all those feelings and for so long if I felt those feelings, I would use alcohol to go, no, no, drink that away, drink that away, forget about that. So, yeah, I, maybe that's what it is as well. I'm getting to the point where I'm really starting to crack through some of my stuff and I'm scared and, yeah, it's hard. And, I yeah, the cracking through and the working through brings up a lot of stuff and when I've used alcohol for years and years and years to numb you know that's my go-to that's when my brain mechanism oh, that's yeah. the one that's the thing that works yeah like I said I'm disappointed I'm thinking this way because I haven't I feel like I've done really well and 10 months is awesome and I am proud of that and logically I don't want alcohol but yeah I think it's what you're saying I'm trying to do some healing and I'm trying to work on hard stuff and then yeah that habit of Oh, this is hard. Don't feel that. Don't feel that. Numb that down. Totally. Yeah. And just remember, it's more likely what's going on for you right now, 10 months into your sobriety, is you're actually not craving alcohol. You're craving the feeling of numbing these big emotions that are coming up. 
If you are ready to change your relationship with alcohol, then you're in the right place. The Thrivalist membership is a holistic approach to sobriety. It combines everything you need to free yourself from the alcohol trap and create the life of your dreams with coaching, community, and courses like the Signature Sobriety Course, which holds your hand and guides you through the process of building an incredible sober life. To save 20% off the Signature Sobriety Course, use the coupon SOBERNOTSORRY at checkout. Now, back to the episode. And for you, as you just said, that was your go-to for many, many, many years. That was the thing that worked. It's around the corner at every single bottle shop. It's there. So it makes sense that that's what you're craving, essentially, or what you think you're craving. And this is where it's really important to develop a really good way of tuning into your emotional intelligence. So really being able to connect in with what you're feeling where you're feeling it in your body and what this feeling is trying to teach you or tell you you need, because it's in that space that we can gain so much learning and we are able to consciously put the right steps in place to support and heal ourselves as opposed to feeling a whole bunch of stuff. It's feeling uncomfortable. You mentioned you were afraid before, and I'd love to know why in a minute, but feeling all of these overwhelming feelings and then not really knowing what to do with them or what to do next. And so that's going to leave you with that, you know, craving. And I'm saying that because obviously it's not a craving, it's a feeling of wanting to escape or numb. So that all makes perfect sense. But can you tell me what you're afraid of? The feelings? (laughs) I just, yeah, yeah, I think fear is coming up a bit with dealing with the past. And I'm just looking into, yeah, just like childhood trauma and stuff. And I've I'm really interested in that, but pushing through and yeah, that stuff that you're saying about feeling your body, that's sort of where I'm at. But because I haven't done that for so long, it feels, yeah, I don't know what hard's not the right word, but yeah, it's scary because I haven't listened to my body for so long and I want to, but it's almost like a, yeah, fear to let it all out, probably because I've been pushing it down my whole life and it's foreign. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, so you go back to your go-to stuff, even when you know it doesn't work. So I'm, I think I'm, it's good I haven't drunk and I think it's good I have Thrivalist to lean back on and even like what you're saying about going back and the Yacht book and playing it forward, the t- playing the tape forward was always a great tool for me, especially at the start. Yeah, I've probably forgotten my tools a little bit because I've got through 10 months and I think, yeah, yeah, it's all good. Like I'm almost at a year, but no, because I'm dealing with other stuff now that I've never dealt with sober, those tools are really important. Yeah, so you just yeah. reminded me that I've forgotten about my outbook. <laughs> so that's <laughs> But, yeah, I think it's just fear of the unknown of, of dealing with emotions because I haven't before. Yeah, and that you can know? feel really scary. That can yeah. feel really overwhelming. And so what is going to help you to feel safe as you move through this process of refining and really deepening your emotional intelligence? What do you think is going to help you to feel like you're doing this in a way that's not overwhelming, it's not too much, and you're okay, you're safe, you're going to be fine through this process? Good question. I think I overwhelm myself because I look up so much information and I um, get a bit stuck in the whole, oh, there's this person and there's this book and they recommend that person. And I'm interested in looking at all the information, but I definitely take on too much and get overwhelmed and join join things that yeah so I need to take a more one step at a time and do small things 
So I've got some good stuff I've started just with nutrition and gentle exercise that are resting and sleeping. But yeah, I think I need to tell myself I feel safe. More. Sure. You know, I've almost used that whole it's okay and maybe, yeah, a bit more positive self-talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, that negative self-talk creeps in when I get afraid, I think. And then mm-hmm. that's when the whole negative oh, don't do that, that's too hard, and go back to what you know, which is numbing out with alcohol. Mm. Yeah. I think we spoke on a call last week or the week before about the inner critic, and for you it's this sort of inner guilt tripper. You're not doing enough. There's so much more you should be doing. How dare you do these sorts of things? You should be doing this instead. Mm. And so, yeah, what I'm hearing is, yes, you've got these beautiful self-care fundamentals happening now and sobriety is a a really big part of that in fact it's probably the most important part of your self-care which is amazing so really keeping it simple not overwhelming yourself and perhaps even just stripping back the amount of content you're consuming and also knowing that whilst we all have an inner critic on the other side or in you know deeper inside of you you also have a beautiful inner mentor which is that really authentic, highest, whatever you want to call it, the highest self or that part of you, your intuition is is another way of of saying it, who has your best interests at heart all the time. And you can always call upon her for guidance and support. You know, a really easy practice whenever you hear the inner critic can be something as simple as thanking the inner critic for trying to protect you, letting the inner critic know that you're safe, and that you and your inner mentor are working towards a much more regulated nervous system, a consistent feeling of happiness and, and you know, all of the, the nice things that we want to be feeling. And then another easy practice is to actually write out a self-soothing script. And these are things that you can literally write down, black Sharpie, white piece of paper, whatever it is for, for that week. It might be that you change it every week. And for this week, It might be something as simple as I'm just working in baby steps. There is no rush. And in fact, this whole journey that I'm on is actually about the process itself. This is the beautiful part. It's not about getting there and being healed and happy and yeah, you've achieved it and everything's different. It's no, this is actually something that I should be enjoying. Well, not should, that I can be enjoying. And the experience in itself is a really important part. Yeah. So writing that script somewhere and whatever it is that you need to hear that week and popping it up on the wall and just gently reminding yourself that, you know, it's, yeah, whenever you need it, referring to this script to help calm you back down and keep you on track. Does that resonate? Yeah, that sounds good. I think, yeah, I remember that call when you talked about the inner mentor and I'd never heard that before. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think my inner inner critic has been so loud my whole life in my head yeah (laughs) but I didn't realize there was the opposite and that actually is that's exactly what I need in my head talking to me more my mentor you know I want to learn I want to change I want to go on this journey which yeah I mentioned to you that stopping alcohol was the catalyst to me kind of looking into this stuff that actually is really interesting me and I'm really liking it but then I get scared so I suppose Mm. then my inner critic takes over but my inner mentor is the one I need to listen to more and just remember it is a journey and it's not this you know place that you get to and it's all done it's going to be a continuous 
path for you to just keep growing and keep working on yourself. So trying to enjoy this process as much as possible would be my little piece of advice as well. And also just celebrating yourself because you are doing so well. I'm so proud of you and blown away by how much you've changed since I've known you over the past 10 months, how you've come out of your shell. You're dealing with some, some big stuff and you are completely nailing sobriety. And now you're even inspiring other women who get to hear you in our calls. I know that you sharing the work you're doing is, is helping so many others as well. So you should be so proud of how far you have come. And that's mm-hmm. something I want you to remind yourself of every day as well. Yeah, thank you. So just to kind of recap what we've spoken about so that you have got some actions to take away with you. So the first thing we spoke about was to really nip those associations that you've still got with alcohol in the bud. So the disconnecting that drinking that you need to drink on a holiday for it to be good, actually go through and write down these associations that you still have. So the holiday one, the traveling, the going out one. And I want you to rewrite the truth about those. So for instance, holidays for you are so much better now that you're sober because you get to get up early. You don't have a hangover. I mean, can you imagine being hung over on a holiday ever again. No, thank you. The anxiety. I mean, the the anxiety after a big night of drinking is basically going to ruin a holiday. So just really reminding yourself of all of the realities about that connection that is actually not true. And so the next step is to, so yeah, disconnect those associations. Remember that the fading effect bias is so strong and those rose-colored glasses just need to be smashed. And that's where the yuck book is really helpful. So pulling out that yuck book, reminding yourself about the truth about what alcohol meant in your life rather than those little lies that the wine witch likes to feed us every now and then. Next thing we spoke about was being able to really refine your emotional intelligence and being able to tune into what you are feeling. And you can do that through, I mean, we didn't talk about this, but the Thrivalist Holding Space tool is a great place to start. So just tuning in, what am I feeling? Where am I feeling? What am I needing? So pulling out that tool every day is going to be really helpful as well. And then really understanding that this is about the fact that you are doing all of this really hard work at the moment. So there's a lot of stuff coming up for you that's going to make you feel raw and that makes perfect sense. And know that that's okay. It's a part of this. So being really gentle and kind on yourself while you go through this healing process, simplify. So Stop with all of the Googling. Keep it a little bit simple. Yeah. Know that your inner mentor is there for you at all times. And she can be activated through meditation or simply just slowing down and, and taking some deep breaths and using those self-soothing scripts to bring you back down out of a bit of a fear spiral whenever you need as well. Yeah. I think that was it. Yeah. How was that feeling for you? Yeah, that sounds good. I think I was getting a bit overwhelmed with all what I should be doing. And um, yeah, that's brought me back down to it's okay with doing what I am doing <laughs> and yes. um, and working through it slowly. That's all right to just, yeah, be working through it instead of thinking it's this thing I have to tackle and then 
overcome and then mm. I'll be on the other side and everything be perfect because it won't be. And I think I thought, oh, well, I've stopped drinking. Why isn't everything perfect? Yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, you must have heard me say this a million times. Sobriety is just the tip of the iceberg and then underneath is all the stuff that we're left to deal with. And we have to deal with it. And I love that you're dealing with it because a lot of women don't. They sweep it away because it's too hard. It goes in the too hard basket. But then they'll often find themselves back after even 12 months, 24 months of sobriety drinking again because those same issues that weren't properly dealt with to begin with have come to the surface and it's been too hard for them to handle. So they've gone back to drinking. So what you're doing is amazing, but coming from a place of gentle, loving kindness towards yourself, celebrating yourself, there's no rush. Yeah. Progress, not perfection. You're doing an absolutely wonderful job and just reminding yourself of that every day. Thanks, Lucy. And that's it for the podcast this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed the episode and we'll be back next week. Lots of love. If you're not 100% sure about joining Thrivalist just yet, I'd like to direct you towards some free resources to get you started right away on your sober curious journey. You can head over to our website at www.thrivalistsobriety.com and read our member reviews. When you read about other women's success stories, it serves as a huge inspiration to get you started on your own. If we can do it, so can you. You can also head to the resources section of our website and listen to a guided future self meditation or calculate how much you'll save by taking a break from drinking. Plus, we've got loads of other free resources for you over there. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, join our free Facebook community, and please reach out anytime you may need some support at info at thrivalistsobriety.com.